May the Lord give you his peace. Amen. Good morning. Um, we have that line from Jesus today from John 14, which uh, made its way into the liturgy. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. So the priest says that is one of his prayers, like, oh, that's where it's from. It's from the Bible. Um, and then, uh, so Jesus says he will give us peace, but not as, quote, as the world will give you peace. So uh, there's a difference between the peace that Jesus will give versus the peace that the world will give. So, um, and then he calls the devil the, the Lord of the world. So um, a, a little word about peace and about the world. Um, so Jesus is making a distinction between the peace that will come from him versus a peace that would just be like worldly peace. And uh, it got me thinking this morning that Jesus is using the word peace, which, uh, you know, is a very important word in that culture, you know, shalom, peace be with you. And the risen Jesus shows up and he, he greets everybody, peace, peace be with you. It was a common greeting. And in some Semitic cultures, it's still a common greeting. You know, in the Arabic cultures, it's salam aleikum. And we get that a lot with our big beards. And I'll say back to them in Arabic, may Jesus bless you. <laughs> what? Um, it's a little... Um, but it, it's interesting to me that there's the world and Jesus are both using the same word, peace, but what they mean by it is different, right? You know, when Jesus says, peace be with you, what he means by that is different than what the world means when the world says, peace be with you, let there be peace on earth, you know? Um, so it's interesting. Same word is being used, but it's different. Jesus is saying the peace for me is different than the peace that's from the world. And then even the, the phrase the world um, gets used in different ways. There is the world like God so loved the world. And then there's the world like the world, the flesh and the devil, you know, or as Jesus is using it in a negative sense here. Same word, but different meanings. And um so that got me thinking, um, you know, what would be the difference between the peace that the world would be looking for versus the peace that Jesus gives? And um, there's probably a lot of different uh, ways that those pieces are different, you know. Um, so the peace that the world would offer probably has to do with um, having enough food to eat, having, you know. Clothing, a roof over your head, um, you know, things that you need. And uh, nobody's trying to kill you or beat you up. <laughs> so, the, you know, the world would see, okay, all of that would, okay, that's peace and that's good. And it'd be nice to have all those things. But the peace that Jesus is offering, it's not necessarily contradictory to that peace. But there's, uh, it's a peace that's on a whole nother level of really of that other, the worldly peace could be seen in terms of like physical things. Uh, the peace of the Lord has to do with um, spiritual things, I think, you know, that uh, a peace that comes when you know who you are. And it's only Jesus that reveals to us who we are, you know. 
It's a peace that, that uh, comes when you know why you're here. Why are you here? <laughs> you know, uh, there was a time when I was younger and I didn't have Jesus in my life. I did not know who I was. I did not know why I was here. And I didn't know where I was going. And uh, the best day in, the, in those times wasn't very good. Um, so a peace that comes from knowing like who you are, knows why, why you're here and, and where you're going. Where are we going? You know, this life that's happening. Where is it all going? You know, um, to the house of the Father. Uh, so that's the peace that Jesus gives. And then there's another situation which I think brings to light the difference between the peace that Jesus is offering versus a worldly peace. And that is a peace that can be yours even in the midst of difficulties. You know, when there's no difficulties, it's hard to distinguish the peace that comes from God versus like regular, secular, worldly, natural peace. You know, and everything, you know, there's food in the refrigerator, you know, all of those things, you know, okay, we're at peace, but when there are troubles, when there are difficulties, that's when the worldly peace kind of falls apart. I'm not at peace. Uh, you know, the cupboards are empty. Uh, you know, the roof is leaking. Um, the habit is torn. And uh, somebody doesn't like me. He's waiting at the door. Okay. Um, but the peace that Jesus gives is still there even in the midst of trials and difficulties. There's where I think the distinction of the difference becomes really, really clear. And uh, it's a, there's, a, there's only one way to have peace when things are really tough, and that's that relationship with God. You know, um, An analogy to that would be maybe people who are in prison. You know, um, there, there would be people who are in prison, but on the inside are totally and completely free even though bodily they're incarcerated, you know? And then there's people who are out here walking the streets who really are in prison, you know, with their bondage to their sin. So um, a difference that, that the peace and the freedom that comes from Jesus, it's different. And, um, and it doesn't make sense to people who don't have Jesus in their life. Um, and, and that's another important point there that... Um, even like this religious life that we're living, you know, on some level, secular people would have an attraction and would have an understanding of this, you know, poverty, chastity, and obedience uh, in terms of like utility or what's useful, you know, like not having your own family makes you more free to do work, to serve the poor, you know, all those things that even secular people would be like, oh, that's really good. And um, sometimes when we meet people and they, there's a conversation and they ask you about who you are and your way of life and you're trying to figure out a bridge to build that they can understand. You may say things like, well, we, we pray and serve the poor or whatever. But um, where I think where it gets really good is the aspects of our life that just make no sense apart from faith in Christ. That's when it gets really good, you know. It's like when people who really don't have Christ in their life think, you are crazy. Um, now we're on, we're on a, a good path, I think, you know. So it's, it's uh, poverty, chastity, and obedience that only makes sense in light of eternity, in the light of the gospel, in the light of 
Jesus and his promises and his salvation. And it doesn't make sense apart from that. So when you're, you're moving into that area, then um, you're not, you know, you're being purified from natural motives to supernatural motives. And uh, you're looking a little bit kind of crazy and off to the world. Now we're on, we're on a good, you know, we're in a good place there. Um, just as they crucify Jesus, so they will crucify the church. And, um, and uh, so we have to be careful a church that's too cozy with the world, a church that's too acceptable to the world. And by the world, I mean people who really don't have Christ in their life. You know, um, so you could apply what I'm saying even to all the hot button topics. I know it's a little bit of a tangent, but you know, um, it, it makes me a little nervous when we have people who are in the church uh, or self-proclaim as Christians or followers of Christ, but have a very worldly kind of belief or worldly kind of understanding of things like sexuality or abortion or divorce or, you know, it's, um, and get, you know, it's one thing to be persecuted from people who are not of Christ. But when you're people who are, are of Christ, you say, oh, there's no contradiction between being a Christian and living a homosexual lifestyle. You know, it's like, that's when I think we, you know, we're like, oh, I think there's some confusion there that's clearly not from God. So uh, the peace that God gives is a peace that the world cannot give and the world cannot understand. It's a peace that makes sense of, of the demands of the gospel, of what we're doing, you know, in our Christian life and in our religious life. You know, why would you take a vow of poverty, chastity, and obedience? Why would you let somebody else tell you what to do? You know, it seems crazy to the world. And it's in those moments when it's like, oh, we're on the right path here, you know, because when Jesus is in the picture, it all becomes clear. So let's pray for the grace in any ways that our own hearts and our own minds are still the old man, still a little worldly way of seeing things. We all have that, you know, that through his grace, we would be purified, that our hearts and our minds would be captivated by Christ and that we would see things all the things of our lives in reference to him. Amen.